0: If you know how to sell stuff on Amazon or eBay, or if you have some basic internet business skills, then you are sitting on a gold mine that you probably didn't even recognize as right under your nose. You see, 98% of the population has no clue about how online business works, but everyone around you knows that online business is the future of commerce. Without building a website, without learning any new techie skills, and without even getting a business card for yourself, you could quickly have paying clients. Today, Jim invites a friend of his who started on eBay and now has hundreds of clients. It's time to make it happen. Take it away,
1: Jim. Yeah, that's right. It's time for another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim, and today I've got a challenge for you. I'm imagining that you've got some online selling skills if you listen to this show, or at least you're trying to develop them. The idea of selling a widget on eBay doesn't intimidate you anymore. The idea of maybe having an Amazon business that's making a few dollars, ah you've been doing that for a while or you got that one down pat. Well, let me tell you something. 98% of the rest of the population is intimidated like you would not believe by the concept of having an online business. That's an awful lot of people out there who are saying to themselves, I don't know anything about selling stuff on the internet. I just need someone else to help me if I ever do need to sell something on the internet. That's not for me. Well, because you realize from today's show, my job is to make you realize how valuable those skills are that you have. And the other thing I want to tell you is there's businesses and individuals and corporations and causes, volunteer organizations. They need your Help, And they're willing to pay you very well for that help in getting them onto the internet, using the internet as a creative tool to help their business grow. You've heard me talk about the C, the E, and the S in past episodes of this podcast. C-E-S, consult, expand, sell. We spend a lot of time talking about how to sell stuff, and we'll have tips for you on today's show about that as well. But today, we're going to spend some time on the C. The C, of course, is consult, and consulting is so simple, guys. If you let it be known that you know a thing or two about how to move things on the internet, how to use the internet creatively to promote a business or a service or a product, and you do, trust me, you do know these things. If all you've done is listen to this podcast, you know these things better than the average person on the street, infinitely better than the business owners in your area. You are positioned to build an incredible business, and our guest today My good friend, Mike Lemoyne is doing just that. He has hundreds of clients that he's helping, and none of the stuff that he's doing is rocket science. It's all stuff that we could show you how to do. So if you're looking to build multiple income streams, which is what this show is all about, and you're looking to implement the strategies that we teach in this community and take your business to the next level of security and stability, where well, you're not worried about losing your eBay account or your Facebook account or your Amazon account or your PayPal account or your Google account, you're not worried about those things because you've got multiple streams coming from multiple platforms and multiple partnerships. This is how I live my life. This is how our guest today, Mr. Mike Lemoyne, lives his life. I'm going to get him on the phone right now. You're going to love this discussion. Hey, Mike. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. So glad you joined us today. How have you been, man?
0: I've been great. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to be here and share. Been doing really well, though. Thank you.
1: It's such a pleasure, man. I keep hearing great things about your business. And we're going to dig into some of that. But one of the things I want to let the listeners know right up front is this podcast, not today's episode, but just Silent Sales Machine Radio probably wouldn't be happening if not for you giving me a call. It's, uh, we're probably coming up on a year and a half ago now, and you said, dude... I'm going to call you out a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you were <laughs> you were blunt. You said, you need a podcast. And I didn't think I had what it, it took, to be honest with you. I thought, ah, maybe something we'll get to. Thanks for challenging me. But you convinced me. And thank you so much for that. I mean, you've been a big part of helping us shape out the strategy for the show and, and rolling it out. Uh, and huge, I don't know, I hadn't shared with you yet, but we passed uh, in the first – I think it was seven weeks in, we passed 100,000 downloads. We're at well over 120, 130,000 now, about eight weeks in. Just crazy response, and thank you. Uh, You had a big influence on all this coming together, and the shows, you know, I just checked right before we started today, still getting all five-star reviews, like 185-star reviews at this point, you know? So, dude, thank you so much for your influence and pushing me in this direction.
0: Oh, you're absolutely welcome. It's it's fun to see it kind of coming to fruition, and, uh, you know... Everything, you know, the numbers you're sharing with me make me so happy for you because I, I just think that your audience needed uh, this avenue and, and needed your advice through an avenue like this. I think everything you put out there is just fantastic. But I think that the podcast is is another dimension. And uh, clearly it's, uh, you know, with those types of numbers and I've heard wonderful feedback from so many people in our community and it's just, it's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so you're welcome.
1: Thanks man. And, and you're welcome to come back as a guest anytime. I want to make sure and get right into content because you and I could actually probably spend a couple hours just getting caught up on cool stuff that would make a lot of sense to you and I, but I want to make sure, sure. We, we dig into some meat for the listeners. And uh, I've, I've already introduced you to so say no, a little bit about who you are, but it, put it in your own words, you, I know you started on eBay, yeah, and then you transitioned to this offline business model. I mean, just you know, briefly explain what, what happened there, why you did it, what was the thought process, and and how's it going?
0: So yeah, my story is so interesting because I was a I was a paramedic and a firefighter. I started as just a paramedic, and I was one of the youngest paramedics in the state. And uh, you know, paramedics don't make the type of money I wanted to make to do what I wanted to do with my family. And so I started selling on eBay, literally going to garage sales and finding stuff. And selling it. And then I came across your book, Jim, uh, one of the early versions. And I'm one of those customers who still gets the free, the free upgrades, which is fantastic to the book. But <laughs> uh, I instantly understood the opportunity to take the eBay audience uh, and move them over to my own website and do not pay eBay fees and to build a list. And So I started doing that and uh, very quickly just kind of started selling some info products on eBay uh, because I was doing this at at our downtime at the ambulance station. You know, that's a job where you you go in, you check your truck, you do your training. And if there's not a call, it's perfectly acceptable to, you know, eat or sleep or 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 study or do those things. And I chose to use that time to work on eBay and kind of learn this internet marketing thing. And word kind of got out amongst colleagues. And I had some small business owners come and ask like, hey, I know you're doing this internet stuff. Can you help my business? And I was, Jim, I was terrified because I knew that these people, that's how they fed their family. So the last thing I wanted to do was take some type of thing I was doing online as a part-time eBay thing, even though at that point my eBay business was very successful uh, as a part-time sales, you know, avenue, a, a part-time revenue stream for us. But I was so terrified that I was going to make a mistake. And uh, I had a business owner tell me, look, I just paid this guy $10,000 and he took my domain name and my business isn't doing well. So you can't, you can't hurt it. Why you can't
1: do that? worse than that. You right? can't <laughs> do
0: worse than this guy. Yeah. And so that convinced me to like, all right, I'll give this a shot. And I go, what am I going to do for this guy? And I said, well, he's not capturing an email list. Like he's sending people to his website. He's getting people there, but he doesn't have an email list. So we need to start building an email list. And so we started doing that. And then uh, more and more friends and family kind of said, Hey, I hear you're doing this. Can you help me? And it got to the point where we were actually doing this and and getting results for some folks. And uh, then through a conversation, through an email, I'm sorry, not a conversation with you. I didn't really know you as, as a friend at that point, but you sent an email with some other resources of that happening. And we started learning about that. And then You know, you and I started a friendship over the fact that we were really doing this. And I remember getting my first, I I call it my first non-friend client, where I basically used some internet marketing strategies and I got a website ranked and I was generating leads. And I sent an email to all of this, it's a a painter, and I sent an email to all the painters in town. I said, look, I'm a firefighter, I'm a paramedic, I'm not a house painter, but I'm getting leads and I'm beating all of you. So I'll work with one person and I'll never forget about... Seven years ago, a gentleman wrote me a check on basically Thanksgiving Eve, the day before Thanksgiving, and the check was bigger than I made in an entire month at the fire department. And uh, I was like, wow. So the sense of responsibility set in, but also the sense of I could do something with this. Took his business, and uh, he was non-existent on the internet started driving a bunch of leads to the point now, seven years later, and we don't work on contracts or anything, but he's still a client. He has, you know, a six week waiting list for his services. He charges premium prices. And it's just been a a wonderful story of being able to help local businesses with their marketing because so many of us have online marketing skills and knowledge and business owners right now are craving real good, real people, Who will help them. Uh, And and we're not talking complicated stuff. We're talking simple, simple, straightforward.
1: Exactly. Some people may be thinking, well, I don't want to learn to do all these things. We'll spend some time later on in the call, but just so we don't lose anyone early on, it's not reliant on your skill set. I mean, you have people refer you clients and you take over and do all the work and just send a referral fee. Right? Exactly. I mean, it can no, be, this business model is so incredibly simple. I often say, you know, some people think that the consulting, the CES model that we talk about all the time, that the consulting is the most intimidating. And I don't know if I'll ever get into that one. That just seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of loose edges on that one. No, it can be this simple. I can teach you to do the C in 30 seconds. Yeah. Tell people you know how to make stuff happen on the internet. That's step one. Step two, when they say, hmm, that's interesting. Tell me more. You say, well, I'm going to hook you up with my good buddy, Mike. He really knows what he's doing. And you're done. How long did I take? Maybe that was 20 seconds. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. We've, got we've got a whole community of people. This is all they do. And they know how to make things work. And your competition, I love it. I just want to pull a few nuggets out of what you just said because you said some cool stuff and I want to revisit it. The first thing you said was, our competition is pretty lame. Really. I mean, they're going into these businesses that don't really know. You know, businesses are in business to sell stuff, to do what they do well. A restaurant wants to sell food and put butts in the seats. They don't know marketing. Someone who cuts hair for a living, they don't understand the ins and outs of internet marketing. They are ripe for someone to come along and rip them off with just a horrible, like, hey, let's build a big, pretty website. It's going to cost you $10,000, and then I'll do some search engine optimization. And, and that's the spiel they've heard over and over and over again. But you come along and you say, hey, you know, I've got a much lower risk proposition for you here. Let's have some fun with this. Let's try some very inexpensive experiments here until something works. And you build a relationship with these companies. And so it's not about you coming in with a big fancy proposal. And, And one of the other things I want to say right towards the beginning of this so we don't lose anyone, because they may be under the impression that it requires you to Get a business card and a website and a business name. And now I'm a consultant. So I guess I need a briefcase, right? And all that. No, <laughs> I mean, you don't need all that stuff to this day. Uh, the guy who founded offline biz with me, we'll talk about more later, but you know, Andrew Cavanaugh and you and uh, myself and a few other experts, we founded this site for people who do consulting for real world businesses. To this day, neither Andrew or I have a website or a business card. Or any kind of official – now, I know you've got some of those things, but I just want to make sure the listener understands. All I do is I spread the word, hey, yeah, I know how to make things happen online, and the clients fall in my lap. They call me and like, hey, could I talk to you sometime about this? And typically, I'm too busy. I refer them over to other people who can help them out uh, because I just don't have time to do it. Sometimes some of the more interesting clients I will keep, but I wanted wanted to highlight that. And also, the listener may be thinking, ah, I'm not skilled enough to do this yet. The only skill you need, just to reemphasize this, and I'm going to let you go again, Mike, is understanding that you are now a part of a community. If you listen to this podcast and you are a part of our Facebook community, you are a part of a community of the most creative, knowledgeable, forward-thinking ahead of the game type of thinkers when it comes to internet business, you're part of the the best community in the world. Those clients out there that need you, they aren't a part of that community. That's all you need to understand is you've got this community backing you. There's no problem we can't tackle and solve together. So proceed with confidence is my message to the listener right now. Call yourself a consultant. You can start right now if you want. Just like calling yourself an author. I tell people all the time, call yourself an author. Well, I don't have a book yet. Do you have an outline? Write an outline on a three-by-five card. You'll write the book someday, right? Commit to writing the book someday. You're an author. You're a consultant. Call yourself those things. Then fill in that role. So there you go. I just wanted to throw that out there for the listener to to hopefully build some confidence and even the newest members of our community that your passion for all things internet marketing qualifies you to do these things, to take a step into this territory. So let's get back into your story though. So you were selling on eBay. You started getting a few clients. I'm curious, for my own sake, how many clients do you have now? Like share some numbers. I mean, you're six years into
0: this? Yeah, we're uh, seven years into it. So it was just me initially. And then uh, I started trying to do video and I realized I couldn't edit video. So I put an ad on Greg's And I hired a guy, uh, part-time and I met with him at a local coffee shop. And I said, I, I, you know, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I need help editing videos here. And, uh, you can work five to 10 hours. And then I left the coffee shop in a panic and I had to come back and I said, Hey, I, I need to let you know, this is five to 10 hours every two weeks, not every week, because I, I, I wasn't <laughs> right. prepared yet. to yeah. that, And I didn't want somebody kind of betting their mortgage on anything that we were doing yet. Uh, at this point, though, I have a team of uh, four full-time employees that come into an office. And again, I, I think it's really important, Jim, and I just kind of want to re-preface this. You don't have to do my model to be successful. I have plenty of friends, and I've chosen to go this route, but you don't have to do this. Uh, you can do the work yourself. You can find others to do the work. Uh, this is just the model I've chosen, but I don't want... Because I started out as a firefighter, and I am now have a phenomenal business, uh, but I didn't start off with an office and staff, and so I don't want somebody else out there to think they have to at this point though, we have over seventy five clients on a recurring model of some type every single month, so the first and the fifteenth, our bank account you know money comes in, and uh, we have hundreds of clients that we're doing one-off stuff for, uh, that we are their trusted advisor in some realm of marketing. And it can be as simple as we have a client in uh, in Tennessee who every fall he calls us and we run Facebook uh, campaigns for his jewelry business to help him give away free tickets. And it brings him visibility and exposure and leads online right before Christmas.
1: That's beautiful. To, we
0: write emails for a house painter in Texas who understands that we know how to do this email thing and he has email set up, but he knows he's not the guy to write the emails. And so we have one-off stuff and our client, our clients, I really, because I do have a, such a passion for helping people and helping small businesses. Here's what I've kind of found as I came into this business model is everybody kind of needs help. And there's some people who only work with a client who can pay X, you know thousands of dollars. And I found like you know, the way to really build this business right is if I could help somebody on a small budget and they're a good person and they like our work, then they're, we're going to grow together and we're going to grow that business together. And as they succeed, I succeed. And so many of our clients, we started off on $100 or $200 a month and now they're paying us hundreds or thousands of dollars. Uh, But I have clients ranging everywhere from $67 a month up to $3,500 a month for ongoing marketing services that we provide for them. Uh, This year, 2017, we're probably gonna cross the seven-figure mark. We were real close last year. And again, I don't want those numbers to scare anyone. This has been a process. But I think one of the things that I see in, in this industry and helping local businesses is people dip their toe and, and then they kind of jump out because, because of all the different things you've said. But there's a sustainable model when you can help local business owners. And, and, and you touched on what other people do. Let me tell you the biggest thing I've seen amongst all of our clients and speaking and these types of things. The big ad agencies... That do TV and radio. They don't really, they haven't figured out the internet side of things yet, really. And we all know the phone book is trying to do the internet side of things, but what they really are is a bunch of salespeople who have no vested interest in helping a local business. Their job is to try to sell as many people because the phone book is losing people far faster than they can sign them up on the internet. And what ad agencies are doing right now to local businesses is they're saying a local business will go to them and go like, I need marketing. And the ad agency goes, well, how much money do you have? And the local business will say a thousand or 2000. doesn't really matter the number. Here's the standard line. Well, that's not really going to be enough to move the needle, but we'll take it and we'll give it our best shot. And then it doesn't work because they're using outdated internet strategies that aren't creative, that don't help or serve an audience. And then the business owner goes, well, none of that worked. And the ad agency goes, well, I told you you didn't have enough money. How much do you have now?
1: (laughs) And and,
0: and, and there's no responsibility versus you could take you know, a small chunk of what some of these local businesses are paying ad agencies, turn it into Facebook ads and just create amazing results for them. You know, and and I know we'll get into some of the easy things that we're doing that I think are very duplicatable and very profitable. But just to kind of wrap up my story, so as a result of the success of our business, I was able to, and I was at this point in kind of the three, I had moved into the fire department, I was a paramedic and a firefighter. Uh, in two thousand and eight, I was named Paramedic of the Year for the second largest fire department, which is
1: so cool man in uh Albuquerque right
0: in Albuquerque exactly That's beautiful and so I had a wonderful career path with the fire department if I wanted to promote and move on up i could have i had every opportunity but i made the uh you know uh the decision in two thousand and fourteen to leave my leave the fire department, which was you know, guaranteed, well, that guaranteed quote unquote, depending on how you look at that. But you know, uh, a pension, uh, a full health care, you know, a job
1: I absolutely
0: loved. uh, Uh, That was
1: big. That was a big deal for you. I remember those days.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, so now going on three years later, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And Jim, you were, you know, one of the, one of the people that I went to for counsel on this. And, and I very remember clearly telling me, Mike, you're going to be fine. You're doing the right things, you know, and I'm so scared. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, for a lot of reasons and and just i don't know if I've ever told you this, but i I mean, I looked at all the numbers, I looked at you know what 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 I would I make if I stay there and then what would retirement be, and I was doing all this stuff trying to figure it out, and at the fire department, we work one day on and two days off, so ten days out of the month I'm working or I was working the rest of the time we were technically off, but I added up if I were to stay the remaining amount of time I would need to get to retirement. And I don't know what made me think of this, but I wrote down and it would have been four years away from home on that current schedule. And I go, man, I'm not willing to trade four years of my kid's time right now. And I walked away.
1: I love it. That's (laughs) awesome. And you know that, you know, you've heard me say this before, but some of the listeners may not have that a lot of the reason I do what I do as a dad, as a man, I can relate to men and dads easier than any other demographic. And when I got to be home and have that flexibility... You know, I've often said it this way, Mike. You may have, you may have heard me say this. I don't know, but I had a conversation with my wife not too long ago. It's, it's several months ago now, actually. But I said, if someone slipped me a blank piece of paper and said, "Write any number you want on this piece of paper. Doesn't matter how big it is. That's your annual salary. Make the numbers crazy big uh-huh. if you want. All you need to do is get up at six a.m. every day, drive for forty-five minute commute to work, put in fifty to sixty hours a week, because we got to know you're serious." five days a week. That's all. That's it. And then drive home at night. That's it. Name your number. I would slide the blank piece of paper back and say, no, thank you. I'm out because it's simply priceless this time. You know, being a dad and being home for me, I don't know what it feels like to be a mom and be home. I'm not a mom. To be a dad and be home, I know what that feels like. There's no numbers big enough, dude. These kids are yep. only with us a short number of time. We've got that amount of time to influence and, and build into their lives the the character and the, the way of thinking, the worldview. So we're here. We homeschool ours, you know, and people have different ways of raising kids, and I'm not here to say which way right or wrong, but I know how we're raising ours, and it's just priceless, man, to be here with them and answer those little life challenges, and I know that was a big factor for you. It just warms my heart to hear it, man, that that, that was a factor. Factor for you as well in your decision. And so it, with a yes or no answer, do you feel like you made the right call three years in?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 know I did. <laughs> I know you, I knew
1: what you were going to say too. But I mean, that's why you're such a shining star in our community. And we've had you on stage. And for those listening right now, if you go to the show notes for this episode, silentgym.com, you look in the show notes, we're going to have a video there where you presented for us, Mike, at our most recent. You've been on stage a few times for us now at our live events. I know, correct. And uh, it's like the story keeps getting better. And you're one of those handful of guys we just keep having back because the story keeps growing and getting better. And, and you just illustrate so, Well, the CES model, I mean, you started off selling physical goods, which is easy stuff to learn. And that credibility allowed you to approach businesses and say, hey, I know how to make things happen online. Want me to try to help you out? You made them a no-risk proposal, and off you go. And here you are, 75 recurring billing clients later, and hundreds of clients paying you money for your advice and information. And, And there may even be someone listening right now. They're thinking, well, I've got a small business. I'd love to have someone like Mike help me out. Hey, get in the show notes. We'll have a link to all of Mike's services and such there. Track him down, man. He's a good dude who knows his stuff, and they're doing some good things for uh, small businesses. But yeah,
0: and I want to add real quick, Jim. I know there's probably somebody going, "Well, he's been doing this seven years and seventy-five clients. That's not a lot." That's the beauty of this model. I have chosen that I don't. I'm not going to go after every single client and try to get so many clients. I partner with our clients. So I and what we we do is we only work with one client per industry. And I made that decision, and you know everybody makes their own decision, but. I realized early on that all of our competition, they would work with the local business owner and if they had success, they'd figure out what they did and all that, and then they'd go to that guy's competition and say, hey, we could do the same for you. And and there's people who do that, and I that's fine. I chose not to do that because I felt like this this man or woman is investing their time and money into us to learn their industry. And I just felt like, man, I'd much rather have a great partnership with a local house painter and a great partnership with a local attorney and a great partnership with a local carpet cleaner and i won't work with their competition and we don't work again I, as i kind of we don't work on like contracts or anything so our model is very simple if we're not providing you value please please you know let us know and, and and find somebody who can i don't want to take your money if we're not providing value but on the same token all i ask is if we're providing value pay us what we ask every month and work and listen to what we do And our clients stay with us. We don't lose people. And so when somebody hears the number 75, I don't want somebody to think like, oh wow, like that's not a lot of clients. It's really not, but it allows us to serve at a very personable level. Uh, specific businesses that we're able to move the needle for and provide a great lifestyle for us at this point.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful number to me. 75 clients who love you, recurring billing and and the opportunities for you to go. And you and I are talking about this, you know, the next steps, and this is maybe a coaching call off air at some point where we can kind of dream and have a vision. But the beauty of this, you know, I had, a, I had another friend in this industry, for example, to illustrate my point, who became really good at serving his local industry provider for a certain service. The the services doesn't matter, but he was just doing such a great job. Well, it turned out that this guy happened to be on the board of a larger organization for all business owners of that business type. So he found himself on stage speaking at their convention in front of hundreds of similar business owners. And so he was able to serve all of, many of them became his clients, not with overlapping regions, but you know, a hairstylist a hundred miles away doesn't care if you're also working with a hairstylist, you know, in your local town. So once you're able to go an inch wide and a mile deep, you can serve other regions. And this is, you know, everything's so virtual now. I've got clients who I've never... Seen face to face, it's been maybe a Skype call or just email, and that's it. So you know this business can go in a hundred directions very quickly once you um, prove a little bit of competency. So okay, we we hit your story a little bit. I mean, I want to hear from you what's working really well right now. If someone's thinking to themselves, okay, I know how to sell physical product on eBay and Amazon. That's about where I'm at right now. If let's just say hypothetically, I started spreading the word locally, friends, family, small businesses in the area. I attend a few small business gatherings maybe, and I stand up and they say, okay, introduce yourself. And I say, what? What is it I do now? And, and what kind of things am I able to provide local businesses that are working really well? What's the low-hanging fruit right now?
0: Fantastic. Great question. So I think what I would say is something along the lines of I use the internet in creative ways to help local businesses and doing things that others don't do. And I think that would create enough, like, oh, wow, I need to talk to
1: this guy. That's gold. That is gold, dude. <laughs> and that is like, I use that exact phrase using the internet in creative ways. Yes, I love that phrase. Because it, it encompasses yeah, so much.
0: It does. And every big player in the region or in, in this market, they're telling businesses the same thing. So I'll give you a perfect example of low-hanging fruit. And we we are doing this model more and more. And our clients are absolutely loving it. We're charging more than other people. So there is so many... Social media marketing experts out there right now. Oh yeah! And here's what they're telling local businesses: they're saying you need to be on Snapchat, and you need to be on Twitter, and you need to be on Facebook, and you need to be on YouTube, and you need to be on LinkedIn, and you need to be on uh,
1: Instagram. Everything and, but my space at this point, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, and and if you're not everywhere you can lose the quiet because you're not there. So I'll help you be everywhere. And Ugh, I just think that is the worst advice ever. It is.
1: It's terrible <laughs> so what I
0: tell local businesses is, as somebody would come to me in, in your scenario and say, well, how do you help businesses creatively? And so if it's okay, Jim, I'm just going to give the strategy. If somebody could literally duplicate this. Um, and then you you ask me questions about it because I think it's, it's working so well for us. So somebody would come and say, well, how do you help businesses creatively? And I'd say, well, Jim, You know, have you ever had a social media expert tell you you need to be everywhere? And they go, yeah, and I go, My my view is different. I don't think you need to be everywhere. I think that you have limited resources and a limited budget, and we should really focus on what's going to move the needle for you and your business. And right now it's Facebook. And, you know, it used to be that, and there's a lot of companies right now who will post on Facebook for you. And I I tell them, Do you know that Facebook two years ago, if you had a hundred people on your fan page for your business, and you post it on Facebook, you'd reach about 50 of them. You reach about 50% of your audience. Now, when you post, you reach about 2 to 3%, and if you're lucky, 5 to 6%. And I go, have you ever experienced that? Have you posted on Facebook and it doesn't move the needle? And they go, all the time. My marketing company tells me I just need to post more. And I said, well, that's an old, outdated strategy. What now you have to do is you basically have to pay Facebook to be in front of the audience. Now, here's the great thing as a local business. It doesn't cost a lot of money to do that. And we are now teaching businesses and they don't want to do it. So I tell them, look, there's a button on Facebook called the boost button. You create a post and you click the boost button and you're going to reach more people. And I tell them, I don't need to charge you to push that button that you have now have enough knowledge to do that. And they go, Mike, nobody's ever told me that I could just pay Facebook to reach people. I'm running a business. I don't want to do it. Will you do it for me? And it's one of the easiest strategies. And so instead of posting 10 times a week. We're creating three or four relevant posts a week that the business owner then gives us a budget, 5 or $10 a post to go ahead and boost so that their posts get seen. And it's it's a simple strategy, but it's moving the needle for these businesses. We have a a client that we took over from another big agency doing the Facebook this way. And I just met with him yesterday. He goes, Mike, I've never been happier about my Facebook. I don't know how we're getting people to see our stuff. I don't know why they're liking it. All I know is I'm super happy, keep doing what you're doing. And we're not doing anything complicated. It's Facebook ads right now uh, is such a great vehicle to help local businesses. Uh, if you take it a step further and you shoot a small video on your cell phone, you can do video uh, there ads go. on Facebook. <laughs> Love it. And you can reach people for, we're reaching uh, in some local business markets right now, one to two cents of view. And businesses, they they go to these big ad agencies and because they want visibility and exposure. But well, when you can shoot a little video and then put that in front of a targeted audience, not on a billboard alongside the highway where 90% of people aren't going to be their customer, but you take it and you put in front of, you know, so for example, if you're a wedding store and you get a new dress that comes in and you are, Helping that wedding store. They don't think this way, by the way. And you say, Hey, you know, what would be cool is every new dress comes in. You shoot a little quick video explaining it and you send it to me and we'll post it on Facebook. And now we'll put it in front of everybody who's getting engaged. And anytime somebody on Facebook clicks the little button says I'm getting engaged. Now they're going to start to see your video. That's hugely valuable
1: to them. And that's not complicated Uh, stuff at all. I mean, everyone listening to this right now can learn the skills to do everything you just described. Let's say they've never turned on a computer before. They could learn all of it in about an hour. And if you've got some competence, like you already have a Facebook account, you've watched a few Facebook videos you know, about 15, 20 minutes and you're competent on this stuff. But small business owners don't want to do this stuff. And let me let me just, don't lose your place. Keep a mental check where you are right now. But there is a battle of the titans going on. I want to illustrate something to just drive this point home in a big way. Perhaps one of the biggest clashes That the internet world has ever seen is going to be youtube versus facebook they are two giants with huge bankrolls that are getting ready to pound the crud out of each other for the attention of video views right facebook is making serious ground into this territory now youtube is losing some ground and the reason i say that is because on facebook video is huge if you can be the only wedding shop in town that even uses video you've won And in so many cases, so many businesses, not only are they not even on Facebook yet, they definitely aren't using video. So if you just approach them and say, hey, let's try this. It's not going to cost you much. And then for a 1000 bucks a month, assuming I'm making you $5,000 or more, you're going to be happy to pay me because I think this is really going to work. Let's throw Twitter out. Let's throw Snapchat and all these other things out. (laughs) Let's just do some simple Facebook video. Let's call your top 10 most excited clients. I'll do the work. Get them on video talking about your company. Just some very simple things you can do. The business owner doesn't have time to do these things and you can revolutionize. You know, and I know you're going to be out in LA with Brett and I here in about a month or so talking about some of these video Facebook strategies that, I mean, Brett saw one of our campaigns, a video we did, millions of people saw that ad. And and you just talked about one or two cents a viewer. We weren't paying anything because at that point it went viral. And Facebook is putting video at the top. If you get a video that spikes a little bit, They'll throw it right at the top. You mentioned 1% or 2% of people are seeing your posts on Facebook now if you're a small business. Well, not if it's video. If it's video, it goes to the top. Yep, A lot of people, even if you don't pay to get exposure to that video, right? Exactly. We grew mailing lists of tens of thousands of people for products. I mean, video on Facebook is where it's at. It's the lowest hanging fruit right now you can approach businesses and say, Hey, let's play around with some simple video. It's going to work. Exactly. So what else are you seeing, man? Talk us through some success stories and what kind of posts are you making specifically? I'd like to hear a little bit about that too.
0: Great. So one of the things that we're doing is a perfect example. I had an insurance agent come to me and go, Mike, I need to do this Facebook thing. And he, he wasn't thinking video at all. And I go, And I told him like, and it doesn't matter the company, but every insurance company is basically following the same outdated playbook of we're going to give every, you know, all insurance agents the same exact thing to post on Facebook. And they tell them just post that and it'll move the needle. And I go, man, I don't think that's going to, you know, honestly, I don't think that's going to do it for you. And I don't want to be behind something like that. Like you can do that without me. But what I think would work is why don't we put you on a schedule for every couple of weeks, you just swing by and we're going to shoot a short little video of you answering a question that. Needs to be answered in your industry. You don't need to tell them what company you're with. You don't need to do any of that. All we want to do is you're going to start educating people about because you're an insider in the insurance industry. All you need to do is I need you to start educating the consumer about things they need to know about insurance. So what we're doing is we're taking and he's coming in on every couple of weeks. We're going to shoot a little video, a question that he gets all the time. And then we're going to post that on Facebook and he's going to stand out head and shoulders above every other insurance agent in town. And so being able to put take that person who is now interested and put them on a small continuity plan where they're coming in every single month, and typically what we do is we're going to batch these. So he's not really coming in every two weeks. We're releasing a video. Sure. But he's going to come in once a month, shoot a few videos, and then he gets to walk out, and he knows his social media marketing is done. And he knows that he gets to stand out above. And so we're doing a lot of that right now where we just have people where we are contracting to do a certain number of videos uh, per month and then put them on Facebook and they have to give us a little budget and be able to allow us to, to spend a few bucks to boost that post. And it's just working phenomenally well.
1: Uh, it's driving prospects then in sales. You're tracking it.
0: Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely driving leads and sales, and uh, for so many industries, so we're doing this in 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 the attorney markets, we're doing this in home services, house painting, carpet cleaners, we're doing this you know now insurance, we're doing this for business coaches. And you know, I think sometimes and, and myself included, we think we believe that a business owner is doing marketing for leads and sales, and most of the time they are, but there are some business people out there. Who they just want to be able to go to the networking you met and say, do you know what I'm doing? Are you doing this on Facebook? Cause I am. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't really matter if they drive leads and sales. They want to be able to tell their peers that they're doing something innovative and resourceful and those types of things. Right. And so I think those are, are huge opportunities for everybody to be able to do and, and to be able to help local business. The next thing that we're doing that is just as, just as successful is, and it's, it's the thing, Jim, that you've taught for, a decade plus now building email lists and here's the conversation you have with a business owner i don't know what you're spending but here's what i know is you're spending time and energy and money to get people to a website and they go to your website and i don't know the percentage; it doesn't really matter a percentage of them leave without ever doing anything why don't we put together some type of special offer so that you can at least start building a mailing list from people who go to your website and then we can send out emails on a regular basis to keep you in front of them. And here's the reason we need to do this, Jim, is because as great as Facebook is, you and I don't own Facebook. It's We're playing on somebody else's platform. That's right. And you've heard of MySpace, and you were probably interested in some marketer told you you need to be on MySpace. And then Facebook came along. Well, I'm here to tell you something will come along. I don't. It, Facebook may be great, but something else will come along and everybody will jump ship. And we need to take people off of Facebook who are interested and put them on an email list so you control that database. And by doing that, it strengthens all of your other marketing. And so putting together a simple email funnel and list building for small businesses, uh, it's still so powerful. And I think it gets overlooked because I think what happens is people realize that, oh, well, that's not very sexy. That's not very... Cutting edge. Now, it really is to a local business owner. And that's the problem we all have as internet marketers. And especially being exposed to the the, the groups that that you have, Jim, and all the innovative, forward-thinking people. I mean, we're always innovating. You're always coming out with new stuff. We're partnering with the new expert. Yeah. Well, sometimes the fundamental things that work, the these simple local stuff. business owners, you've got they to understand know. they're going in, they're turning on the lights, they're selling their product and service. They are not in our world. So building an email list and being able to Send emails into the future is yeah. revolutionary. Well, I'll,
1: I'll illustrate uh, it, And this is a story you're familiar with, but I was at our last event, the event you spoke at, uh, we had on stage one of my top performing students ever. Of course, um, Mike Brown of Death Wish Coffee, right? And we're talking and he had just had a Super Bowl ad like this dude won a Super Bowl ad because our community got behind him and voted through social media and he went up to the ranks. I won't tell the story again, but I want to talk about email marketing. He called me. It was a random week in the middle of September. Okay, keep in mind, the, the Super Bowl ad ran in February is when the Super Bowl was, okay? He had, obviously, his best two or three sales days ever because the, the ad that ran in front of 115 million people, it mentioned his website at the end and his brand and his coffee. I mean, Of course, sales and traffic skyrocketed the next few days, as you would expect. He calls me several months later in the middle of September and says, I just had my best sales day ever. I'm like, what happened? What'd you do? And he said, I sent an email to my list. <laughs> you know, So his list of tens of thousands of people of his most loyal followers outperformed the 115 million strangers that saw his ad on a Super Bowl commercial. The statistic I like to share with folks is 50 to one ROI. For every dollar you put into email marketing, if you're doing it right, you should get about $50 back. If you're doing it poorly, you'll get about ten to twenty dollars back easily that's just doing it poorly the costs are so low i call it the also one other point i want to make on email is the best use of social media is to grow your email list just to be real blunt some people think oh i want fans and followers and (laughs) and comments and interaction yeah all that stuff's great but if you're not growing an email list from all that i mean you hear horror stories it was all in the news recently twitter accounts getting shut down facebook groups vanishing you know these things happen You've got to be growing an email list with these efforts. So, and that's why, you know, the name of this broadcast is Silent Sales Machine Radio. And if you actually buy the book Silent Sales Machine that launched this whole thing, I spend a good deal of time in that book emphasizing why email marketing is so important. And I actually give away a hundred dollar course. If you go to buy the course, it's a hundred bucks. But if you buy the book for five dollars, the course is free as a bonus and it gets you inside my head. For about seven hours on the topic of email marketing. So you can just hopefully understand the full power of what it is that we're dealing with here and how important it is. So just having that knowledge, going to a local business owner and just having the basic knowledge. If you listen to this podcast episode two or three times, you're prepared to have conversations with business owners, no matter how much you lack confidence. If you've sold a few things on eBay or Amazon and you understand the things we're saying in this phone call right now, you're ready to go. Do it. This is how you build multiple income streams. And it's so complimentary because one of the things I've found, Mike, is some of these companies we get into, we've got people in our community doing this very actively right now, is they were nervous about, oh, I've just got one Amazon account or just one eBay account. What if I get suspended? Oh, that's terrible. Well, what if you had 15 or 20 or 30 Amazon accounts because you're setting them up for people who don't know how to do this yet? They've got a physical product that they could sell. You help a school corporation come up with its own private label product of whatever, and you set them up on Amazon and you get a percent. I mean, that's the kind of fun things you can start doing once you grasp this concept. So, yeah, I, I love that you're exposing uh, our audience to all these creative ideas, man. This is such cool stuff. I can just tell people are dying for more on this. We're definitely going to have to have you back. And I'm not saying we're wrapping up yet. Just I want to <laughs> reassure the listener that we, you and I could go on like this for probably about four hours. Absolutely. But we're not going to because we've both got lots of other things going on. But sure. And I want to remind the listener, too, if you go to silentgym.com, all the resources we're talking about today, uh, including how to get a hold of Mike, or maybe have his team do some work for you, or you want to refer a client over to them, you know, all those are possibilities in the show notes for today. Let's talk a little bit about offlinebiz.com. And I don't want to go too deep into it, but that's the, that's the site that of course, Andrew Cavanaugh, my partner in Australia, who I, for the first eight years, we had that website, tens of thousands of people who are members, including you who helping us run it. Uh, I never met him. We set it up, we never even talked on Skype like you and I are right now. We just used email because I'm in the United States, he's in Australia. We just did it all by email. We researched each other's reputations and launched a site, and it become it became, to my knowledge, the premier location online for people who do what you're describing. They understand how to use the internet creatively to make things happen. We all gathered together, put all the content in one place, and it's just a great collection of resources. Now we've we're we used to bill monthly for it. And the community has uh, is kind of stopped growing because we stopped charging, uh, I think it's just a one-time fee now. And it's a lot of the same people kind of hanging out. But we're looking to revamp that site in the near future, maybe do some new interesting things with it. And there's also a free Facebook group I want to tell people about if you're interested in this topic. There's an Offline Biz Facebook group where a lot of these people hang out. So there may even be people who live near you that you can network with. So I'd encourage you to jump into that free group and maybe consider buying an OfflineBiz.com one-time membership because that content in there, it's Timeless. Like the rules of email marketing, Mike, for example, those rules haven't changed since the mid 90s from my vantage point. Yep. There's nothing new to report. You know, there for a while everyone said, oh, spam's going to kill email. Well, no, that never really happened. All adults, mature adults, have an email account. <laughs> you know, that's how yep. their bank communicates with them. When they sign up for, you know, some kind of shopping club or something, or they're wanting to track their Amazon order, you know, we're all using email still. And uh, if you can blend in with all the other important email in someone's inbox, that's a huge, huge thing. And those are the kind of topics we talk about at Offline Biz the timeless ways to get in front of clients and what to say, what questions to ask. Well,
0: and, and let me tell you, just from an email standpoint, I have a perfect story to illustrate this. So I had a local house painter in uh, Tennessee pay us $1,000, and here's what we got paid for. He had a list, a combined customer list, but also some uh, some leads from a trade show and also some leads from some Facebook ads that we had done. And it was coming into uh, his slow season. So in the house painting industry, summer's their busy, busy month. And as they come into fall and then moving into winter, it gets really slow. And so he said, hey, Mike, you know what What can we do? And uh, we, I said, man, we have this list and you're not really communicating with them. He goes, well, let's send an email. I go, no, we can't send an email. We got to send three emails. Let's do a, a promotion. What can we do? And he's like, I'll give, it's worth it to me to give 10% off to anybody during these months. I said, great. And so we put together a little three-part email uh, campaign for him. We emailed once during the first week, once during the second week, and uh, once during the third week. Actually, it was a four-part. I apologize because we did one one email a week, and it was just a simple email, the first email of the month going out to – it was about 1,000 people total, so not we're not talking. And I think this is something important for everybody on this call to or on this podcast to hear is I think one of the things that happens is we hear internet marketers and tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people, and we think that that's what it takes to move the needle. Well, not really. So this this gentleman had a list of about a 1,000 people. And we sent the first email over the month to said, hey, want to let you know this month, if we come out and give you a free estimate and you book a job uh, anytime over the next three months, as long as we do the estimate this month, we're going to give you 10% off. The second week, we sent an email and just said, hey, didn't know if you saw this. Wanted to make sure we had heard some people didn't see this. Wanted to make sure that you knew we're running a 10% off special. The third week, we said, hey, The special is going to be winding up where, you know, we basically have one week left to do free estimates. And the fourth week we said, Hey guys, last chance to do free estimates is the next day or two. So he closed over 40 house painting closed over 40 deals off of that four-part email that he paid me a thousand dollars for to write for him. Now the average house painting job across the country is 3000 to $13,000. So do the math on that. Now, not every job was 3000 I want to be very upfront. Some people called and said, hey, can you paint this room for me? But over a four-part email campaign that he paid us $1,000 for, he booked over 40 jobs. That's he said awesome. nothing's ever worked better. And we've done Facebook contests for him. We do a lot of other things. Uh, but it just illustrates that a small list done right with email still moves the needle incredibly well.
1: Wow. Did you happen to – you may not know the statistics on this. I love that story, by the way. The, which of the four emails resulted in the most callback? I have my guess. Do you happen to know which one re- got the most response of the, of the four? i It was
0: week number three.
1: Week three. Gotcha. Week
0: three got the biggest response.
1: Hmm. That's cool.
0: And I'll tell you why I think I would have, I, initially I thought it would have been the fourth one, but week three is where we really said, hey guys, we're, we're running into the end of this promotion. And if you haven't done this, this is really going to be one of your last chances to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's powerful language in an email, that call to action. Yep. That's some of our best sales days around here as well as, you know, it's one thing to send out that initial email that says promotion runs from date X to date Y. It's when you start saying, okay, date Y is really close, guys. That's when the sales <laughs> roll in. And then you give them that one last warning. Uh, but the first time you mention, Hey, it's almost over. Uh, there's a real spike that happens in email that are you guys using? Uh, I don't want to go real deep on email, but this is really good for the listener to understand because sometimes when we start talking about email marketing, they think, oh, wow, I got to put together these, you know, really colorful, nice, full of pictures, HTML, beautiful emails and do all this stuff. I mean, are you guys using a lot of text email or are you guys doing some HTML too? Uh,
0: Very little HTML, mostly text. And I'll tell you why. And uh, I fight business owners on this because business owners want... Pretty and glitzy. And I say, Well, how many emails from your friends in the last week have had banners and colors? And, and they Love go, none of them. And I go, Well, Love then we shouldn't do that either if we want to look yep. natural. And, yep. and honestly, it takes more time to do that. And so we would have to charge more. And uh, we've had great results doing it with, with text. And I also want to say, I don't think these emails have to be long. Jim, some nope. of the emails you and I've sent back and forth are one liners. Yep. So I think there's a school of thought out there that oh well you've got to write basically a book chapter in an email. No, not really, because oh. emails between friends are yeah. short and to the point, and they Dude. go, "Hey, I want you to see this."
1: It's like you read my book or something, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a thing or two from you, Jim, for sure.
1: <laughs> you know, when I say email hasn't changed since the mid '90s, I'm not joking, man. In the mid '90s, no one was sending beautiful HTML, pretty picture. You know, so if if I were to give you a power course in 30 seconds on doing email marketing right. It would include all the things you just said, Mike. You want to have a real name, not a business name, as the from. So the sender needs to be Ted Johnson, not ABC Painting Corporation, right? So you got a name, right? And then you want to have a headline that sounds like it's from a friend. You don't use capitalization and fancy spelling or or fancy words or power words or, you know, it's just like, How would it? What would it look like if a friend was emailing you? And then you use a few lines of text, maybe a link. Those are the most powerful emails you will ever send because the open rates will be higher, the response rates will be higher. They'll feel like they're dealing with an individual instead of a big, slick brochure. And just that alone, if you've got businesses in your area that are sending out big, slick, fancy-looking email messages as part of their marketing, and you go to them and say, hey, I want to try something really simple and fun. If it doesn't work, you don't owe me a dime. If it does work, I'd like a percentage. I'd like to be a commission-only sales rep for an experiment. You just get that same mailing list. You don't have to get access to it. Just say, hey, here's an email I want you to send. Plain text, fire it out there, and a link. And just watch the response ignite and make sure it's coming from an individual name, not the company name, right? That's very important because next time you scroll through your inbox, we all do this. You scroll through your inbox. You're looking for names. If it's a company or if it's a a, a newspaper or if it's a magazine article or your magazine, if it's something official looking, you just skip right past it. You know it's not important. But if it's a person, you pause. Because you don't want to ignore people. We all, we can ignore businesses all day, and we don't feel bad. If we ignore a person, there's something inside of us that goes, ah, maybe that was important. I need to look at it. You want to use a real person's name. That's huge. So those two basic things uh, can completely change your email marketing strategy.
0: Absolutely. And I'll tell you another reason. And a lot of things, again, these business owners aren't thinking of it. But these big, glitzy emails, most of them don't format appropriately on mobile. And far more emails being done on mobile phones now than it is desktops. And so – Great point. Uh, it, makes it easier for the user. And also anything you do on Facebook, any ads we're running right now, Jim, I'm not sure your guys' stats, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but 99% of ad traffic is mobile right now for local businesses that we're seeing. So we see agencies and doing all this stuff, and you look at it on a mobile phone, it looks horrible. Or worse, they're creating an ad, and the ad may work fine, and then they're sending them to a website that's not mobile compatible. So we know that most of the traffic on Facebook is mobile. So if you want to get the best conversion rate, you've got to send them to something that looks good on a phone. And it's been amazing how we just go in and we don't change anything except a form on a website to look good on mobile, and conversions just go through the roof. Here's another. It's you'll see this, and and. I want people to start looking at things just a little bit differently, because if you think like if you're listening to this and you're going, wow, this may be something I can do. I just want to give you a few simple rules to kind of just kind of how you evaluate stuff like this. So does stuff work on mobile, look at local business websites. I've gotten people come into my office and go, Mike, I need help. Can you help me? And I go, I can definitely help you, but you got to be willing to listen. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to put your phone number on your website. It's, it, we're going to take it and we're going to put it in the <laughs> header of your website. And um, I go, if this once this works, you come back to me and we're, we're, we're going to do some real marketing. And I've had people come back and go, Mike, as much as I'd love to hire you, that worked. Thank you so much. Can I give you a referral? And, and people always end up coming back, by the way. But again, people don't think this way. And when you're able to help a local business creatively think through how the users of the internet are using the internet and how they're seeing them and how they interact with them, Uh, you can do some phenomenal things. That aren't labor intensive you don't have to be some techie nerd you just kind of have to understand a little bit of the things we're talking about and you can really move the needle for
1: these folks I love the suggestion you just made I mean you could literally in, in your local area there's no reason to stay local with any of this by the way but no not at all the power of face-to-face is huge and your local reputation and people have heard me say on this podcast before internet business is about relationships I haven't got an episode Mike I don't know if you saw it or not but it says put down your keyboard if you want to make money on the internet you know get out <laughs> (laughs) there and talk and meet and have conversations. But if all you do is sign up for some of the local businesses mailing lists in your area, pull up their website on your cell phone perhaps, and then send them an email saying, I noticed your phone number isn't appearing anywhere in the first page when I bring up your website on mobile. You know, I Googled all the businesses in the area for service X. I noticed your phone number is not even on there. I would love to be able to help you. I love one of the programs I use. I don't know if you guys use it or not is Snagit. S n a g i t just to make a simple screen capture video of any website, and let's say I make a screen capture on my cell phone, I'll email that to myself or send it to myself, and I'll include that in the video, and I'll send a local business and say, hey, here's some things I'm seeing that are a problem. This is just free information. If you could just fix these few things, I think it would really help your marketing. I introduced myself a little bit. Here's who I am. Those of you out there listening say, well, I'm not Jim or Mike. I don't have a book or a business on this. Just say, hey, I'm a part of a community online that lives and breathes internet marketing. We love to use the internet to do creative, powerful things online. That's all they need to know. They know you're an internet geek in their mind. You are now the internet geek, the local internet geek that they need to call if they have questions. And you've just given them some powerful free information and advice. Your phone will ring. They will want to know more information. Just go in guns blazing, helping out small businesses with a few little simple tips. It takes you four or five minutes to do this. You'll have more business than you know what to do with. And you don't have to do it yourself. Like you just said, Mike, these businesses, well, they need to have a nice-looking mobile website. And you know what? If a business came to me right now and said... Jim, our website doesn't look good on mobile. Can you help me? I would say, me? No, I have no idea how to fix a website. So it looks <laughs> good on mobile. I've never even tried, but I know a lot of people who could do it in their sleep, right? Yep. So I would say, absolutely, I can help you. And then I would call my buddy, Mike, or I'd call someone else in our offline biz community and say, hey, who's worked with this type of business before Wants a nice low-hanging fruit gig? Send me a uh, finder's fee, send me a referral fee if it works out. And I'm done. I'm out. And odds are I'll make, you know, 10% for life on that client as if they turn into a great client for whoever I referred them to. So it's just about knowing that the possibilities are out there.
0: No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm much like you, Jim. We now have clients across the country. I also even have uh, – we, we've been doing some Facebook ads in South Africa for a, a college down there and uh, a college and university. Now, college to them is uh, high school. University is what college is to us. Um, but this is a private school that was having trouble that was having trouble basically getting students to enroll and uh, we started running facebook ads for them and and they 're booked out they 're full they 've never and they 're spending like five hundred dollars a month on facebook ads so it and i've never met them you know we 've never sat across from each other and so you can do so many things to really help here here's another tip that uh we've been talking a lot about and of uh, helping people with. So again, I think I think this is exactly what you said. This is a relational and a relationship business. You I don't think the right approach is to go in and try to get somebody to commit a long-term agreement or contract with you. I think this is about earning their trust, helping them on the little things, and they're gonna come back to you and you're gonna make more money over time. And that's why I still take, I'm you know, I'm one of the the bigger companies in town, if you will, and I still take the people who, you know, are a hundred bucks here and there because they're going to come back and we're able to help them. And you know what, even if they don't ever come back, they have a friend and it's just the right thing to do. I believe as well is I'd rather them spend that hundred dollars with me and we move the needle for then for them to go spend it somewhere else. And they get ripped off and then they have a bad taste in their mouth about the internet because I know the tools and what the internet can do for somebody's life. But how many people, every sales trainer out there teaches this, every person in small business believes that them and their sales staff need an elevator pitch. Everybody knows an elevator pitch is a 30 second to a minute little pitch about who you are, what you do, why people should kind of listen to you, why they should kind of, you know, go to you for business, right?
1: Perfect, yes.
0: And 99% of businesses don't have a video on the homepage of their website with their elevator pitch. Why? Why aren't people doing this? So they ha- they have uh, the opportunity to leverage a little bit of technology to give their elevator pitch 24/7 365 in front of a a much larger audience than they're ever going to meet in person, and they don't do it. And when you talk to a business owner, and I'm using language that I use in sales because I want everybody to hear that this really is this simple. They go, oh, my gosh, nobody's ever told me this. Mike, do you know how much money I've spent on marketing people and nobody's ever told me this? And I go, well, would you like us to shoot that video? You can swing by our office. It'll cost you about 250 bucks." Yes, yes, when can we do this? And these are simple, one-off little things that continually add revenue to our business, and they always turn into bigger things because that person comes in, they get their foot in their door with us, or we get their foot, in, our foot in the door with their business, and, we, and they see how easy it is, and they go, "Wow, I love the video." And you go, "Hey, you know what are you doing on social media? Are you doing like little videos like this?" No. Well, would you like to come by once a month, shoot some videos, we can post them on Facebook, and that cost would be about 500 bucks a month. Is that? Oh, I'd love to do that. And and, and we get them as a five hundred dollar a month recurring client. Beautiful. And then, hey, would you like those videos? You know, we could put them on YouTube for you. Oh well, let's do that. Would you like them transcribed so we can turn them into blog posts? Oh yeah, would you like them on LinkedIn? And you can see how, from a simple conversation, they go to five hundred dollars now seven fifty, and they continually climb up the ladder. But we don't force it down their throat. We don't say you have to do this. We go. Hey, you've had a good experience. This seems to be working. Here's kind of the next step. Let's leverage more of your time. And you can get somebody into a very comprehensive, ongoing, recurring marketing by just doing these simple steps. And none of this is complicated. It's understanding how to put the pieces together, but that's what we talk about in Offline Biz.
1: That was brilliant. I love it. One of the things I just try to put myself in the mind of the listener, and you just said, hey, swing by our studio and we'll, uh, we'll shoot some video. I just want to make everyone aware that that video we shot with Brett that was viewed tens of millions of times and led to a mailing list of tens of thousands of people. We shot that with a smartphone and it was shaky and it was out of focus part of the time. It wasn't professional. We had no idea it was going to get that big. Otherwise we might've put more time in it, but the lesson was you don't need a big fancy studio and equipment. Now there's power. Once you're at that level of getting them in your office and seeing your staff and having, it. you know, creates, but, but my theory is even if you swung by their place of business with an iPhone seven, <laughs> and, shot, oh, no, and shot those same you're videos. Fine. You're gonna if you split test it. There's no statistical significance difference there in the results, right?
0: No, you're absolutely right. And just reverse that language. You know, would it be worth it for me to swing by once a month and shoot several videos and take care of that for you? Exactly.
1: Love it. I mean, same same deal. And the other thing I want to say is, you know, you mentioned doing this. You know, little nickel and dime work. One thing I've noticed about business owners is some of their favorite people on the planet. Are other business owners. Everybody knows the other business owners in your town. So if you do a good job for a few of them, your reputation will ignite and referrals. I, I'm curious. I'm going to take a stab at a number here. I'm guessing that 60% of your business is referral, if not more. You'd
0: be absolutely right. It, it's a, uh, any given year lately, it's been 60 to about 70%. Uh, is referral based
1: because if you do a good job, people love sharing that and you don't have yep. to be out there pounding the streets anymore because you're picking through the people and it doesn't take that long to get to that point. You do a good job for a few people and you even build that in. This could be a whole nother topic for a whole other show, but I'll just hit it real briefly. If you build into your sales process, a commitment to every customer that you serve and you say, here's the deal, here's the things I'm going to do for you and you're going to pay me in return. If I do these things, well, but something else I'm going to ask from you besides a payment is, after we've done a good job, is I want the names of five of the businesses that you think I could help. That's only after I've proven myself to you now will I ask for that, but I will ask for that. Are you agreeable to that? So you build it into your sales process. So then that date comes three months later and you say, hey, uh, just want to remind you, you know, I've fulfilled my end. Now it's your turn. And I'm not going to cold call and blast these people to try to spam them. I'm just going to give a very friendly one-time call and say, hey, I've done some good work for person X. They said they knew you and liked you and trusted you. They asked me to give you a call. thought you might be a business I could help. Off you go. Just build it into your sales process. I don't know if you guys do much of that. I think that's something I learned from uh, David Fry. He used to do that with plumbers. Mm-hmm. He'd teach plumbers mm-hmm. to do that where before they do the work, they'd say, hey, I'm going to bill you X but and I'm going to do the services X, Y, and Z, but... I want five names of friends that uh, if I do a great job, only if I do a great job, and you're under no obligation that you have to do this, but I will ask for it if I do a great job that you do this. And and it works extremely well. So you're constantly calling on warm leads that way.
0: No, we do that all the time, and it works phenomenally. And we even have some of our clients who... They say, Michael, I want to set up a meeting between you and this person. And they bring their friends in because they're so proud of what we've been able to do for them and to be able to make that introduction to, you know, somebody who can move the needle on the Internet for them. Uh, And so, yeah, it it works phenomenally well. Um, And we're also to the point, too, where, you know, we are kind of choosy about who we take on because I really only want to take on a client I can help it's far too much work and too much pain to try to take somebody on that we don't think we can help. And I always tell our clients like, I'd much rather have the conversation with you now as uncomfortable as it may be. If I don't think this is going to work, than for you to pay me a bunch of money and it doesn't work. And well, you got me
1: curious now, who would it not work for? Give me an example of someone you've turned down recently. If someone comes to mind, just, you know, that, that's a good education for the listener, I think.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic. So I had a guy who uh, does, he wants to do photography tours which basically he wants to take people who are interested in photography and take them out and take them on these tours to great locations. I think the concept is great. He's just not at a point where he can do the things I think he needs to do as far as putting a website together and marketing. Cause he's like, Mike, I don't really have a budget. So in that case, I told him like, I just really don't think we can move the needle for you on 50 or 60 bucks a month. Like you have to build a little bit more infrastructure and put more infrastructure together to be able to sell this types of products or service. So instead of taking his money, I just told him, you're not a good fit for us right now. Now, if you go off and do these things, you could become a good fit. And so that, that's a really good example of somebody I just very recently said, Hey, I can't work with you. Yeah. Now, if they, uh, because I just, I can't do a good job at that kind of rate. Uh right. unfortunately.
1: Right. And you know, something else I, I look for in people, this is goes for partnerships and, and, uh, businesses I'm wanting to work with and everything. I like to work with businesses that have some momentum. Yeah. The world in general, uh, you know, there's probably very few business professors out there who would agree with what I'm about to say next, but I think it's sound timeless and the numbers prove me out. If I encounter a business owner who's growing and building something special, all you got to show me is his numbers. That's all you got to show me. 98% of the time, if you've got a guy with some momentum and he's doing some good stuff, that is a man or a woman of integrity, of character, of leadership qualities. I mean, you don't just stumble your way into business momentum. It doesn't happen on accident. Like, hey, I woke up one day and uh, I had a successful business. I don't know how it happened. That just doesn't happen. So these business people who are actually getting something going. They've got some momentum, not just an idea of where they want to be someday, but here's where I was a year ago. I met all those goals. Here's where I am now. You want people that use that kind of language. They've got some momentum those are the people you want to work with because it's much easier to get, you know, to, to adjust the direction of the ship once it's going in the right direction rather than build a ship, you know, on the shore and launch it. That's a much bigger project. So when people come to me with an idea of what they hope to do someday, I'm not as excited as about when people come to me and say, okay, here's the path we've been on the last three years. 80% of the time we're hitting, hitting it. We're doing great. Here's where we need help. Oh, I love those kind of partnerships. So that's what I'd be looking for. You know, not people with a big idea. And you're going to help them launch from the ground floor up because you can come up with big ideas. There's dreamers everywhere. Doers? Oh, doers are awesome, man. That's who you want to be working with. And you'll find yourself surrounded with really cool people. Doers are awesome people for the most part. All of them. I've never encountered a successful business building business owner who is just a total jerk egocentric loser. You just, it just doesn't, the two don't go together. You can't be right. that person and build a successful business. So that, that's one of the th- qualifications I had put out there is, no, so tell me about your business the last couple of years. That's the only thing you got to say. And then listen.
0: No, absolutely. And I think that, you know, also I only work with people who I think that we're going to be a good fit, whether like the the marketing and the money, if I have, if I don't think this person's going to listen, or I don't think this is somebody that i want to like, be around outside of like a, an office environment. Like I just kind of want to work with people who are going to are be good people and my life will be better because they're in my life and, and vice versa. Their life will be better because I'm in their life. And if I don't have that good vibe, I really don't want to take on the client because it's it's just going to become a pain type of a scenario at some point. And I just, I want to avoid that because there's so many people we can help and we don't need a lot of them. To uh, be very successful.
1: I love it. You've got such a cool model. If people, again, if they go to silentgym.com, you can see Mike's recent presentation, more of his story, more tips along these lines. This is content that we charge for, but because you're a podcast listener, absolutely free, go to this episode on silentgym.com. We're going to have the video of Mike presenting recently at our annual event. And I'm I'm sure you're going to be at more events, Mike, because our our businesses are growing together. It's just, you know, absolutely. we've, We've seen incredible things. Your reputation and many people know you as Fireman Mike now. That t- the moniker's <laughs> kind of stuck with you. And and uh, just to uh, appreciate your friendship and your partnership. And I think this has been, you know, if we have charged listeners today a, a nice chunk of change just to catch some of the stuff we've shared, it would have been worth every penny, but this was free. So the one favor I will ask the listener is, is get over to iTunes, leave us a review, subscribe if you haven't yet, that would really help us out. But uh, I think I'd like to, to end the episode today again, just thanking you one last time. And uh, the listener should know as well, just you, this podcast probably wouldn't be happening at all if it weren't for you, because you're the one that put the idea in my head and, and really pushed me. So, so thanks again. I'm having a blast with this and, and we've got to have you back again soon. Any final thoughts for the listeners? Any uh, final words of encouragement, maybe for someone that's, you know, all they're doing is selling some stuff on eBay or Amazon. You know, what parting thoughts would you you like to leave in their head on this whole topic?
0: So I, I think what I would say is if you're selling on Amazon or eBay or, or Etsy or Shopify or any of the different sales platforms, you have something that the far majority of people who are doing marketing for local businesses don't have. You've already made money online. And I'll promise you, and I know this sounds like a far stretch, but the far majority of people who are touting themselves as people who can help local businesses on the internet have never made a dollar themselves. And so what you have if you are really an online selling expert and you have far more qualifications than you will ever need to help local businesses. So uh, I just want to leave that thought in their head because I think that uh, a lot of people think that you need so much and everybody who's selling on on all these different platforms, uh, they're far more qualified than they realize and they can help a lot of people and do very well for themselves at the same time.
1: I love it. That's great advice, man. Good way to end a great call. We're going to have to have you back again real soon, buddy. Really appreciate you, as you know. But uh, this is Jim. Going to sign off on this episode, Silent Sales Machine Radio. This has been a blast. I love serving you, listener. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your time today. I hope the return on investment is huge for the time you invested with us today. God bless you. Talk to you again real soon.